In a coal mine in town, southern West Virginia, he'd walk up and down along Route 3. He wore a dirty trucker's cap and some hand-me-down clothes, had a mind that never left five years old. Dallas didn't have a vest, but he'd wear his very best When it was time to go to church each Sunday morn In an old Ford truck, we would stop and pick him up I hope we sing my song at church, he'd say It tells about where Jesus saved me church sang at the cross where I first saw the light and the burdens of my heart rolled away. It was there by faith and I received my sight and now I am happy all the day.
Hello and welcome to the 215 Workman's Podcast. My name is Brother Robert Reynolds. I'm from Good Fight Baptist Ministries in Lipa City, Batangas, Philippines. Thank you so very much for taking the time to uh, be with me and Brother Landon today uh, to, uh, to hear the message that Brother Landon has for you. And uh, we pray that uh, it's a blessing to you and pray that it helps you learn to rightly divide the word of truth. Amen. And so uh, what he's going to uh, teach on today is, is salvation faith alone in every dispensation? And uh, this is part one of that series. Now, I know that a lot of folks are uh, not going to agree with this teaching. Uh, they'll say that, you know, me and Brother Landon are, are teaching heresy or whatever. Uh, but all we ask is that you just listen uh, listen to Brother Landon, what he teaches, take notes, and then go back and study it for yourself and be persuaded in your own minds. Amen? Alright, so uh, before we get started with Brother Landon's teaching today, uh Let's go ahead and go to Proverbs chapter 4. And um, I would like to read Proverbs 4, the whole chapter. Amen. Proverbs chapter 4. Starting in verse 1 of Proverbs 4, the King James Bible says this. Hear ye children the instructions of a father, and attend to no understanding. For I give you good doctrine, forsake ye not my law. For I was my father's son, tender and only beloved in the sight of my mother. He taught me also, and said unto me, Let thine heart retain my words, keep my commandments, and live. Verse 5. Get wisdom, get understanding, forget it not, neither decline from the words of my mouth. Forsake her not, and she shall preserve thee. Love her, and she shall keep thee. Wisdom is the principal thing, therefore get wisdom, and with all thy getting, get understanding. Exalt her, and she shall promote thee. She shall bring thee to honor, when thou dost embrace her. She shall give to thine head an ornament of grace. A crown of glory shall she deliver to thee. Verse 10. Hear, O my son, and receive my sayings, and the years of thy life shall be many. I have taught thee in the way of wisdom. I have led thee in right paths. Do you see the Lord in those verses? In verse 12, When thou goest, thy steps shall not be straightened, and when thou runnest, thou shalt not stumble. Take fast hold of instruction, let her not go, keep her, for she is thy life. Enter not into the path of, of the wicked, and go not in the way of evil men. Verse 15, Avoid it, pass not by it, turn from it, and pass away. For, thy sleep, for they sleep not, except they have done mischief. And their sleep is taken away unless they cause some 
to fall. For they eat the bread of wickedness and drink the wine of violence. But the path of the just is as the shining light that shineth more and more unto the perfect day. Verse 19. The way of the wicked is as darkness. They know not at what they stumble. My son, attend to my words. Incline thine ear unto my sayings. Let them not depart from thine eyes. Keep them in the midst of thine heart. For they are life unto those that find them and health to all their flesh. Keep thy heart with all diligence, for out of it are the issues of life. Put away from thee a froward mouth, and perverse lips put far away from thee. Verse 25, let thine eyes look right on, and let thy eyelids look straight before thee. Ponder the path of thy feet, and let all thy ways be established. And then finally, verse 27, turn not to the right hand nor to the left. Remove thy foot from evil. So at the very beginning, do you see Jesus Christ in those verses? Amen. And then verse 23, keep thy heart with all diligence for out of it are the issues of life. We are to protect our hearts. Amen. And to tell someone to follow their heart is not biblical advice at all. Because the heart is wicked. It's deceitful. And so instead of following our hearts, we are to lead our hearts. Amen. All right. So let's go ahead and uh, let's get into uh, the teaching of Brother Landon. Entitled, Is Salvation Faith Alone in Every Dispensation? And pray that it's a blessing to you. Pray that it helps you. Amen. All right. Okay, we're going to start a little series here on Is Salvation Faith Alone in Every Dispensation? Is salvation faith alone in every dispensation? Okay, and right here with this study, we're going to take notice through each part of each each different dispensation. We're going to look at each individual person, and we're going to see how, how what their faith was put in and what they had to do or not do. Okay, beginning first right here, we're going to look first with Adam. So if you'd open up your Bible to the book of Genesis... Turn over to Genesis chapter 2. Okay, if you're already there in Genesis chapter 2, let's look in verses 15 down to 17. <clears throat> okay, notice right here, the Bible says, And the Lord God took the man and put him into the garden, into the garden of Eden, to dress it and to keep it. And the Lord God commanded the man, saying, of every tree of the garden thou mayest freely eat. But of the tree of the knowledge of good and evil thou shalt not eat of it, for in the day that thou eatest thereof thou shalt surely die. Now looking right here with this dispensation, you know, this was dependent upon Adam's obedience. You know, in other words, you know, he had to obey what God said, or you know, or thou shalt thou shalt surely die. 
Amen, brother. So you look at verse 17. But of the tree of the knowledge of good and evil, thou shalt not eat of it. For in the day that thou eatest thereof, thou shalt surely die. Now right here, we see works. You know, Adam wasn't in the garden by faith alone, knowing the shed blood of Jesus Christ. You know, Adam had to work. Because in verse 15 it says, And the Lord God took the man and put him into the garden of Eden to dress it and to keep it. And then notice that in verse 16, you know, God commanded the man. Because it says, And the Lord God commanded the man, saying, Of every tree of the garden thou mayest freely eat. You know, Adam in the garden, you know, he had to obey what God told him. You know, that's works. You know, in order to not die, he was told to not eat. You know, he was told not to eat of the tree of the knowledge of good and evil. Look over in chapter 3 and verse 6. It says, And when the woman saw that the tree was good for food, and that it was pleasant to the eyes, and a tree to be, to, to be desired to make one wise, it says, She took of the fruit thereof, and did eat, and gave also unto her husband with her, and he did eat. Did notice, notice verse 7. And the eyes of them both were open, and they knew that they were naked, and they sewed fig leaves together, and made themselves aprons. You know, they ate of the tree which God told Adam not to eat. You know, and we see God telling Adam in verse 19, you know, in the sweat of thy face shalt thou eat bread, you know, till thou return unto the ground. For out of it was thou taken, for dust thou art, and unto dust shalt thou return. You know, we see God telling Adam because of his disobedience that he's going back to the ground. You know, did he die? You know, well, at the moment, you know, that he, that he and Eve first ate of the fruit, right there, they died spiritually. But when you come on down to chapter 5 and verse 5, notice what it says. It says, And all the days that Adam lived were 930 years, and notice this, and he died. You know, Adam was disobedient, and he had to pay for it. You know, he first yes. died spiritually, then 930 years later, you know, he went back to the dust in the ground. Was it faith alone here with Adam? Well, according to Hebrews 11, 1, you know, it says, Now faith is the substance of things hoped for, the evidence of things not seen. Well, did Adam, when he was in the garden, not see God? Well, look right here in Genesis chapter 3, verses 7 and 8. <clears throat> it says, And the eyes of them both were open, and they knew that they were naked, and they sewed fig leaves together, and made themselves aprons. And they heard the voice of the Lord God, look at this, walking in the garden in the cool of the day. And Adam and his wife hid themselves from the presence of the Lord God amongst the trees of the garden. Did Adam not see God? No, Adam saw God. <laughs> you know, God was walking in the garden, and him and Eve hid themselves from the presence of the Lord. He was there. You know, if it was by faith alone, then why did they see God? Well, because it wasn't a faith alone salvation here. You know, that wouldn't take place until many years 
after Adam's death. He wasn't looking forward to the cross by faith. <laughs> what faith? <laughs> no, God simply told him, Thou shalt not eat. You know, and Adam and Adam had that one commandment in which he disobeyed and he ate. That's not faith. But with Adam and Eve here, we see that it's by works. Okay, and as we're going briefly through these, let's let's notice in our second in our second part right here, let's look with Abraham. We're gonna look with Abraham. So if you'd flip over really quickly, flip over to the book of Hebrews. We're gonna Hebrews chapter eleven. Okay, we're going to read verses 8 down to 10. Okay, it says, right here it says, By faith Abraham, when he was called to go out into a place which he should after receive for an inheritance, obeyed, and he went out, not knowing whither he went. By faith he sojourned in the land of promise, as in a strange country, dwelling in tabernacles with Isaac and Jacob and heirs with him of the same promise. For he looked for a city which hath foundations, whose builder and maker is God. Okay, looking right here with Abraham, we see faith here with Abraham, but, but if you notice, faith in what? Look back in verse 9. By faith... He sojourned in the land of promise as in a strange country dwelling in tabernacles with Isaac and Jacob, the heirs with the hymn of the same promise. Okay, we see him, you know, his faith right here we see is where he sojourned in the land of promise. Okay, to get a better, uh, better look and better example of this land, if we flip back over to the book of Genesis, we're going to look in chapter 12. Okay. Back in Genesis in chapter 12, we're going to look at the first three verses. So turn over there. <clears throat> okay. Okay, right here it says, Now the Lord has said unto Abram, Get thee out of thy country, and from thy kindred, and from thy father's house, unto a land that I will show thee, and I will make of thee a great nation, and I will bless thee, and make thy name great, and thou shalt be a blessing. And I will bless them that bless thee, and curse him that curseth thee, and in thee shall all families of the earth be blessed. Now, now again, what land? Let's, let's keep reading on down. So Abram departed as the Lord had spoken unto him, and Lot went with him. And Abram was seventy and five years old when he departed out of Haran. And Abram took Sarai his wife, and Lot his brother's son, and all their substance that they had gathered, and the souls that they had gotten in Haran, and they went forth to go into the land of Canaan, and into the land of Canaan they came. 
And Abram passed through the land unto the place of Sikkim, unto the plain of Morah. And the Canaanite was then in the land. Verse 7. And the Lord appeared unto Abram and said, Unto thy seed will I give this land. And there built he an altar unto the Lord who appeared unto him. Now Abraham took his family and they went into the land of Canaan. It was there that he sojourned by faith. Yes. Was he trusting in the shed blood of Jesus Christ? No, he was obeying what God said. And his faith was in the land that the Lord had promised him. You know, a land grant. You know, also notice this. Let's look over here in Galatians chapter 3, verses 6 through 8. Okay, look right here. It says, Even as Abraham believed God, and it was accounted to him for righteousness, know ye therefore that they which are of faith the same are the children of Abraham? And the scripture, foreseeing that God would justify the heathen, through faith preached before the gospel unto Abraham, saying, In thee shall all nations be blessed. <clears throat> you know, he wasn't only trusting in the physical land, but also the Lord promised him that he'd be blessed, you know, as we saw in Genesis chapter 12. You know, Abraham's faith was in a physical promise. You know, and it was not in the shed blood of Jesus Christ. Because Jesus right. hadn't come yet to be born of a virgin. You know, notice next with Abraham, because right here we were looking at we was looking at the faith of Abraham. Notice next with Abraham that not only did he have faith, but also notice this, we see works. Okay, if you're still in Genesis, flip over to chapter 22. Okay, we're going to look at the first 18 verses. <clears throat> Notice it says, And it came to pass after these things that God did tempt Abraham... And said unto him, Abraham, and he said, Behold, here, am, here I am. And he said, Take now thy son, thine only son Isaac, whom thou lovest, and get thee into the land of Moriah, and offer him there for a burnt offering upon one of the mountains, which I will tell thee of. And Abraham rose up early in the morning, and saddled his ass, and took two of his young men with him, and Isaac his son, and clave the wood for the burnt offering, and rose up, and went unto the place of which God had told him. Then, on the third day, Abraham lifted up his eyes, and saw the place afar off. And Abraham said unto his young men, Abide ye here with the asses, or with the ass, and I and the lad will go yonder, and worship and come again unto you. And Abraham took the wood of the burnt offering and laid it upon Isaac his son, and he took the fire in his hand and a knife 
And they both, and they went both of them together. And Isaac spake unto Abraham his father and said, My father. And he said, Here am I, my son. And he said, Behold the fire and the wood, but where is the lamb for the burnt offering? And Abraham said, My son, God will provide himself a lamb for a burnt offering. So they went both of them together. And they came to the place which God had told him of. And Abraham built an altar there, and laid the wood in order, and bound Isaac his son, and laid him on the altar upon the wood. And Abraham stretched forth his hand, and took the knife to slay his son. And the angel of the Lord called, out, called unto him out of heaven, and said, Abraham, Abraham. And he said, Here am I. And he said, Lay not thine hand upon the lad, neither do thou anything unto him. For now I know that thou fearest God, seeing thou hast not withheld thy son, thine only son, from me. And Abraham lifted up his eyes and looked, and behold, a ram caught in a thicket by his horns. And Abraham went and took the ram and offered him up for a burnt offering in the stead of his son. And Abraham called the name of that place Jehovah-Jireh, as it is said to this day, In the mount of the Lord it shall be seen. And the angel of the Lord called unto Abraham out of heaven the second time, and said, By myself have I sworn, saith the Lord, for because thou hast done this thing, and hast not withheld thy son, thine only son, that in blessing I will bless thee, and in multiplying I will multiply thy seed as the stars of the heaven, and as the sand which is upon the seashore, and thy seed shall possess the gate of his enemies. And right here in verse 18, And in thy seed shall all the nations of the earth be blessed, because thou hast obeyed my voice. Now, I know within most of Christianity, you know, they deny the fact, and they say that Abraham only had faith, you know, because of his account in Hebrews. You know, where it said, as Abraham believed God, and it was accounted unto him for righteousness. You know, right there in his account in Hebrews. But, would it still be faith if he wouldn't have went forward to kill his son? No, would that still be faith? You know, what they're missing is the fact of imputed righteousness and justification. You know, and, and I say these just in that order. They're separate. Right here with Abraham, they're separate. For us today, you know, that's that's not separate. That comes together. We get For us today, we get God's imputed righteousness and we get justification by faith alone. But, you know, looking right here with Abraham, we're going to notice... That, as I just said, these were, these two are separate, the one from the other. They're separate. Because look right here. Abraham believed God. You know, and as we see in Galatians 3, 6, you know, it was accounted to him for righteousness. You know, but if he wouldn't have offered up his son Isaac, you know, he wouldn't have been justified. You know, if you, and if you notice clearly back in Genesis 22, 13, you know, it says... 
And Abraham lifted up his eyes and looked, and behold, behind him a ram caught in a thicket by his horns. And it says right here, And Abraham went and took the ram and offered him up for a burnt offering in the stead of his son. Now right here, you see that Abraham's, Abraham's justi his justification, it came when he had to do, and put that in parentheses, he had to do. Now when you have to do something, what is that? Clearly that's works, amen? Because if you notice in Ephesians 2, 8, 9, you know, it says, For by grace are ye saved through faith, and that not of yourselves it is the gift of God, not of works, lest any man should boast. Not of works. But, you know, for us today, we don't receive salvation by any works because Jesus Christ was our blood atonement on the cross. You know, was Christ's finished work on the cross Abraham's justification? No, because if a person is honest, they'll see that the blood atonement for Abraham, you know, during that time was a ram caught in a thicket. Amen? Notice this clearly from the book of James. Okay, in James chapter 2, we're going to notice in verses uh, 14 down to 24. Look right here and notice this very closely. What doth it profit, my brethren, though a man say he hath faith and have not works? Can faith save him? If a brother or sister be naked or destitute of daily food, and one of you say unto them, Depart in peace, be ye warmed and filled, notwithstanding ye give them not those things which are needful to the body, what doth it profit? Even so faith, if it hath not works, is dead being alone. And stop right there and look at that. It says, Even so faith, if it hath not works, is dead being alone. Now, you know, as Bible believers, we can we know that, you know, according to, you know, chapter 1 of James, you know, it's spoken to the you know, the 12 tribes of Israel. Right here, God is telling them through the scripture right here that faith, if it hath not works, is dead, being alone. You know, if it was by faith alone for salvation, like it is for us today, but we don't have works. But for them, they had to have works because they didn't have that perfect sacrifice yet. They didn't. They didn't have Jesus Christ come in the flesh, born of a virgin, right, lived thirty-three years, down the cross for our sins, shed His blood, and died. Romans three twenty-five. Nobody. He's, he was sent for to be a propitiation by faith in His blood. That we don't see that with Abraham. The blood atonement with Abraham. If you look back in Genesis 22, the blood atonement with Abraham was the ram caught in a thicket. Yeah, we see the typology. We see the typology all day long because we have the full canon of Scripture. 
Abraham didn't have the full can of the scripture. Abraham was simply obeying what God said. And by, by, his, by works, he had to do what God told him. Even so, faith that hath not works is dead, being alone. His faith would have been dead if he wouldn't have did the work. Amen? Well, let's keep reading. Yea, a man say, Thou hast faith, and I have works. Show me thy faith without thy works, and I will show thee my faith by my works. And that, that's a, that right there, that's showing us a contrast, clearly, of by, by the time during, in the Old Testament and during the time of today. Because right here it says, Yea, a man may say, Thou hast faith, and I have works. Show me thy faith without thy works, and I will show thee my faith by my works. Today, you know, we're saved clearly by faith alone. That's right. But with Abraham, if he would have tried to show works without faith, you know, or he would have, he would have had faith and would have did the work, his faith would have been dead. He had to have works to show his faith. Thou believest that there is one God, thou doest well. The devils also believe and tremble. But wilt thou know, O vain man, that faith without works is dead? Was not Abraham our father justified by works when he had offered up Isaac his son upon the altar? Seest thou how faith wrought with his works, and by works was his faith made perfect? And the scripture was fulfilled, which saith, Abraham believed God, and it was imputed unto him for righteousness, and he was called the friend of God. Look right here in verse 24. Ye see then how that by works a man is justified, and not by faith only. That's right, brother. You know, by looking at the context, we see that Abraham had to have works. And you know, this is where Christianity and you know and the independent Baptists today, they miss it. They miss the whole mark. Amen. But with verse twenty two, it was his faith wrought with his works. Did you catch that? It was his faith and his works. Verse twenty four again. You see then how that by works a man is justified and not by faith only. You know, with Abraham here, we see clearly faith and works. And notice right here, number three, we're going to look with Noah. Amen. And this is back in the book of Hebrews. Okay, Hebrews chapter 11, verse 7. Okay, notice right here, it says, By faith Noah, being warned of God, of things not seen as yet, moved with fear, prepared an ark to the saving of his house, by which he condemned the world, and became heir of the righteousness, which is by faith. Now, right here directly, we know with Noah, right here directly, we see the faith of Noah. You know, and once more, you know, today it's blindly assumed that Noah only had faith. 
But you know, that's just shallow reading, you know, in ignorance of the scriptures. Yes. Because if you would, flip back in Genesis chapter 6 with me. Okay, notice verses 11 to 22 right here. <clears throat> okay. It says, The earth, the earth also was corrupt before God, and the earth was filled with violence. And God looked upon the earth, and behold, it was corrupt. For all flesh had corrupted his way upon the earth. And God said unto Noah, The end of all flesh has come before me. For the earth is filled with violence through them. And behold, I will destroy them with the earth. Verse 14. Make thee an ark of gopher wood. Brooms shalt thou make in the ark. And shalt pitch it within and without with pitch. And this is the fashion which thou shalt make it of. The length of the ark shall be 300 cubits, the breadth of it 50 cubits, and the height of it 30 cubits. A window shalt thou make to the ark, and in a cubit shalt thou finish it above. And the door of the ark shalt thou set in the side of thereof. With lower, second, and third stories shalt thou make it. And behold, I, even I, do bring a flood of waters upon the earth to destroy all flesh, wherein is the breath of life from under heaven, and everything that is in the earth shall die. But with thee will I establish my covenant, and thou shalt come into the ark, thou and thy sons and thy wife, and thy sons' wives with thee. And of every living thing of all flesh, two of every sort shalt thou bring into the ark, to keep them alive with thee. They shall be male and female, of fowls after their kind, and of, and of cattle after their kind, of every creeping thing of the earth after his kind. Two of every sort shall come unto thee to keep them alive. And take thou unto thee of all food that is eaten, and thou shalt gather it to, get, gather it to thee, and it shall be for food for thee and for them. Thus did Noah, according to all that God commanded him, so did he. You know, no, how could this be done by faith alone? You know, simply, simply put, you know, it can't be. Notice again right here in verse 14. It says, Make thee an ark of gopher wood, Rooms shalt thou make in the ark, and shalt pitch it within and without with pitch. <clears throat> you know, two times here we see God telling Noah, make thee. You know, and if you notice throughout all of the context, you'll see, like written throughout each verse, you'll see right here it is, that you'll see different parts. Thou shalt make, thou shalt come, thou shalt bring, take thou. You know, are you seeing the picture here? You know, Noah didn't have faith alone. You know, with Noah, you know, if Noah just stood by and let the flood come in, you no, know, he would have disobeyed God and drowned in the flood. You no, know, with Noah, he had to physically work to make the ark. He had right. to physically bring the animals into the ark. 
He had to physically bring food into the ark. You know, everything he did was physical. You know, what is that? Works. Remember in James, you see then how that by works a man is justified and not by faith only? You know, with Noah, right here with Noah, we see faith and works. Okay? Okay, I'm going to go ahead and stop right here. We're going to pick back up next time you know, in this little series. And I, I pray that what's been shown so far has been a blessing. And to the Lord be all the glory. Amen, Brother Landon. Thank you so very much for that, uh, that message. Um, so you see that so far with Adam, Adam walked and talked with God. He saw God. So there was no faith. Because sight is not faith and faith is not sight. He had to work. Because if he ate of that tree of the knowledge of good and evil, he would die. Spiritually and physically later on. With Abraham... He was righteous because he believed God. But he was not justified until he sacrificed Isaac. Works. Amen. And then Noah. Noah believed God. That he was going to destroy man with the flood. And so. He built that ark. He preached 120 years. Get into the ark. Get into the ark. God's going to destroy the, the earth with the flood. Destroy man with the flood. And how many souls were saved out of 120 years? Eight souls. Noah, his wife, their three sons, and their wives. But if they had not gotten onto the ark, if Noah would not have built that ark, first and foremost, they would have all perished. Amen. Alright, so we pray that this message so far, you know, this part one, is a blessing and a help to you. And and uh, it's teaching you how to rightly divide the word of truth. Amen. But before we go, let me play a song for you. And uh, it's by Sound Doctrine. And uh, it's entitled, He Changed My Life. Amen?
you called my brother's blessing that I'd stolen when my father I'd deceived. Are you Esau, my son? I am, I replied, as I stood there in my clever disguise. To the angel when I cried out, I am Jacob, then he would bless me and forever change my name and my Amen. You know, back in 1995, I was stationed on a ship in the Navy. The ship was in Yokosuka, Japan. And 
I went to a Bible study one time. I was invited to go. I was unsaved. And I went to this Bible study. And um, I enjoyed it. And so I kept going back. And the third time I went back, the teacher of this Bible study, she, she asked me if I wanted to be saved. And I said, sure. So she said, okay, uh, stand up and, and we'll stand around you and we'll place our hands on you and um, you just repeat what I say and you will be saved. And so... I repeated everything that she said. And after the Bible study was over, I went back. Uh, I was single living on the ship. I went back to the ship and uh, my life went on. You know, and as the months went by, I realized that what I said in that prayer, I did not mean that at all. I only said it because she told me to. And so, not long after that, one night about... 1.30 in the morning. I was working as ship security. And I was doing my rounds. And I happened to walk by the ship's chapel. And something inside of me. I just walked by it. And something inside of me was like. Oh, you need to turn around and check the, the chapel door. So I checked it, and it was unlocked. And then something inside of me was like, you need to go in. So I went in, and I sat there in a chair, all alone, all by myself in the ship's chapel, 1.30 in the morning. A lot of things going around in my head. And then something inside of me was like, it's time. And so that is when I believed on the Lord Jesus Christ. And I trusted his precious shed blood and his death, burial, and resurrection for my salvation. There was nobody there to coerce me and tell me what to say. It came from me. And it came from my heart. Not just my mouth and my lips. Amen. It is now 2022. Been serving the Lord. Here in the Philippines. 
since 2011 and it's all by the grace of God he changed my life and my friend if you are unsaved the Lord Jesus Christ can change your life as well He made me a new creature in Christ Jesus. The Holy Spirit is living inside of me. He goes everywhere I go. The Lord can do the same for you. All you have to do is simply believe and trust the gospel and Christ's precious shed blood I'm going to show you something here the the gospel so go to 1 Corinthians chapter 15 verses 1 to 4 This is the gospel that we preach in this dispensation. In this dispensation, sorry. Um, Starting in verse 1. Moreover, brethren, I declare unto you the gospel which I preached unto you, which also ye have received, and wherein ye stand, which also ye are saved, if you keep in memory what I preached unto you, unless ye believed in vain. For I delivered unto you first of all that which I also received, how that Christ died for our sins. Now, is that according to me? Is that according to Brother Landon? Is that according to your pastor? Is that according to anybody? No. It's according to the scriptures. And then, verse 4. And then he was buried. And then he rose again the third day. According to the scriptures. The death, burial, and resurrection of Jesus Christ. Amen. Now, go to Ephesians chapter 1. Ephesians chapter 1, verses 12 and 13. This is the transaction for salvation. That we should be to the praise of His glory, who first trusted in Christ, in whom He also trusted, after that ye heard the word of truth, the gospel of your salvation, in whom also after that ye believed, ye were sealed with that Holy Spirit of promise. So you see that? You hear the word of truth, the gospel of your salvation. You believe it. You trust it. And you are sealed into the day of redemption. Ephesians 4.30 Amen. Those verses there, they do not say that after that ye prayed a prayer, ye were sealed with that Holy Spirit of promise. After that ye believed, is what the King James Bible says. 
God cannot and will not ever lie. He will not break a promise. After that ye believed, ye were sealed with that Holy Spirit of promise. Amen. Now, go to 2 Corinthians 5.17 and I'll show you what happens at the moment of your salvation. Therefore, if, if any man be in Christ, he is a new creature. Old things are passed away. Behold, all things are become new. If you are saved, you are baptized into the body of Christ by the Holy Spirit, not water baptism, and you are made a new creature in Christ. You have the Holy Spirit living inside of you. Amen? And it's all by the grace of God. Nothing that we do. Amen. Alright. Thank you so very much for being with us today. Thank you for your prayers uh, for us, our families, for our ministries. And we ask that uh, you please pray for this podcast. That God will mightily use it. For his glory to edify the saints and to reach the lost with the gospel amen all right thank you so very much until next time god bless you